welcome back to Autoimmune and You. This is part three of our conversation about relationships and support. If you haven't caught the first two parts, please go back and listen to those so you have a little bit of context, but we're just going to jump right into this part of our conversation. So let me just throw this out there. Like I have since gotten divorced. I no longer married to that person. However, I definitely appreciate everything that he did to support me during that time that we were together, even though he didn't necessarily understand what I was going through. But it's interesting to see because I was with him for 11 years. So it's interesting Mm -hmm. to see he saw me from when I was 15 years old through before I was diagnosed, moving to California, through my diagnosis, through the after my diagnosis, through my holistic journey. He's seen me Mm -hmm. through all of that. And unfortunately, we just didn't grow together through that in the same way. We grew in different ways. And so now being on my own, being in a new city, being Mm -hmm. with, like I said, my best friend, right? Mm -hmm. Like living very close to me. She lives 10 minutes away. Being surrounded by this new community of people that I now have has been such a game changer. And it's very interesting to see the difference of people that meet me now and know this version of myself versus the people that have been in my life, including family that have seen me from before and saw that transformation. Mm -hmm. And so there are unfortunately people in your life that will look and see and see who you are now and kind of look down on you, which doesn't Mm -hmm. really make sense because if you've grown, you've grown and you should be proud of that. And they should be proud of you if they Mm -hmm. really are supportive and should be in your life. I think it stems from insecurity on their mm-hmm. part and not necessarily looking down. Mm-hmm. I think they just it's a it's kind of a threat to their own existence and the way they're leaving. I, that's, that's how I view it now. So another thing that we wanted to touch on is when people are supportive in your life, but they aren't necessarily giving you the support in the way that you like want it or need it. Mm-hmm. So a really good example of that is like medication, for instance. So I was on medication for three and a half years and I was always in the mindset of wanting to wean off. So from the beginning, I was on this medication or a few medications, but I was also taking natural supplements in addition to that from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And my mindset was always to wean off. And as I was starting to wean off, I, at the beginning was experiencing a little bit more flare ups. And my husband at the time, he was like, well, why would you want to wean off of these if that's what's helping you? Mm -hmm. And And yes, that's a very valid question for someone that doesn't have to take medication. It really is. I get it. But to me, and this is different for everyone, but for me, when I first got on medications, it was to get these flare-ups down to a point where I could manage life. Mm -hmm. And I was on them for three and a half years because I was scared to get off of them. I was Mm -hmm. scared because I knew that that was what helped me. But as I started to wean off and as, yes, I did get a little bit more flare-ups, but they weren't nearly as intense as my very first one. Mm-hmm. I started realizing that I was able to manage them. And as I weaned off um, very slowly, I don't remember if I've talked about this on an episode here, but I've definitely talked about it on like other podcast interviews where it took me almost a year to fully wean off because I did it so, so, so slowly. Yeah. And um, yeah, once I was off, everyone still to this day is like, well, you know, would you consider going back on medications? Like, mm-hmm. did they help you? And I was like, I mean, yeah, they definitely did help me, but if I'm being honest right now, being on no medications, I don't have any worse or more frequent flare-ups than I did mm-hmm. while I was on them. So to me, it's yeah. like, why would I pump my body full of these chemicals mm. if I don't have to? And that's something yeah. that people don't necessarily understand just because Western medicine is just like so normal and Eastern mm-hmm. medicine is kind of still like pretty taboo. 
And Mm -hmm. I think that it's important to recognize that everyone is different. And even like for some people, someone coming at them and saying, why would you choose to not be on medication? Or why do you want to wean off? That's not coming Mm -hmm. from a place of misunderstanding. It's coming from a place of them just not knowing. And maybe you just need to have that conversation. Like I just had this conversation the other day with a friend. He was asking me why, you know, I'm not telling you that you should or shouldn't. I'm just curious why you aren't Mm -hmm. on medications. And I was explaining it to him, just having that conversation and explaining yourself and explaining where you're coming from, from a deeper level. Sometimes Mm -hmm. for the most part, I think people, if they do support you will understand and will at least at the very least, if they don't understand, they will support you through whatever it is that you feel like you need to do. Yep. And I love this conversation too, (laughs) because I think this is really, really important to talk about. And like, so when I was first diagnosed, like I said, I was prescribed the sulfasalazine. I was prescribed the methotrexate. And like I said, if it wasn't for me going to pick up the medicine and it not being available that same day, my husband and my husband's mom wouldn't have dove into all these natural ways mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, which was still kind of new at the time, like the gut health thing and the autoimmune mm-hmm. thing was just really getting its just starting you know and so there was very little evidence out there in the beginning my husband was he was the one that was like don't get on this medication it sounds absolutely terrible I think he was like I think we can do this naturally he's like I think it's incredible and he's like I think if we change our diet which I'll completely do it with you I think if you see an alternative doctor I didn't even know what a holistic doctor was I didn't know what a naturopathic doctor was these things were not in my vocabulary but for some reason I think because so um, my husband's a landscape architect and so he's all into plants and like he under, <laughs> like he took classes on like the good properties that plants have that are yeah. healing and so I think he kind of had that like even though it was very basic he still had a wow. foundation that I hadn't even thought about in my life okay uh-huh. and so and plus he knew how stressed I was living and just you know I wasn't taking care of myself so in the beginning like he was supportive and I think you know, his mom was helping me look into this stuff, right? And so I think for the first year, very supportive. But when things got bad again in 2019, I think a lot of people's perspective kind of started to change and be like, Erica, when when are you going to just get on the medicine? Why can't you just get on the medicine? And it was really hard for them to wrap their brain around. And I, and even in the beginning, I actually had some friends have some serious conversation with me, like as if I was, I mean, I get it. Like we are, our world is so, places so much value on medications mm-hmm. that, you know, it's really hard for people to conceive that you're not going to do a traditional type of treatment for something. Yeah. And so I did have people say like, Hey, just curious, like, why do all this exhausting work when you can just get on a medication that's just going to solve everything for you, basically? And I was like, that's not the way it works. Because Mm -hmm. at that point, I knew of people that had been on medications for a really long time. And they were dealing with more (laughs) inflammation and surgeries worse than what I was doing with absolutely nothing in my Mm. system. Okay. And so I remember, so in 2019, when I did get that parasite and I had gotten really sick again, like my just inflammation out of control, it was absolutely terrible. Um, I did have my husband's parents get really concerned and, you know, they had a conversation with us and they were just like, 
look, I think it's time for you to just get on the medication. Mm. And to me, it just felt so offensive. And I know they were doing it from a place of love, you know, because they don't want to see me suffer. But at the same time, it kind of felt like they were dismissing all the hard work that I was doing. And I was telling them, I knew that what was happening to me wasn't because my body just again, randomly decided to get out of control. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was something deeper going on with me that I couldn't do on my own and that I needed to seek out another naturopathic doctor. Mm-hmm. And so we actually, we we needed their help in the beginning because like some of the first initial tests and consultations were super expensive. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I hadn't budgeted that at the yeah. time, right? So we didn't have all this extra money to just do all this stuff. Mind you, uh, my husband and I have been living on a very limited budget over the last four years because I just started getting my health coaching business up and going. Mm -hmm. And so we weren't equipped to just spend all this money, but yet we knew as a last resort, we both wanted to do this. And so we wanted that, you know, we were like, can you please just help us with like this initial just thing? And then we'll learn to budget this and to be able to pay for the rest of the treatment. Mm -hmm. And so I think their hesitance came from just like, well, why don't you just get on the medicine so you can just do a nine to five job and get on with your life like a normal person, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, and part of me like understands that because they don't want to see a struggle as a couple, you know? Yeah. You can't necessarily fault that. I mean, it's it's understandable, but. (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, I have invested so much into my health. I know for sure the gut the the link between gut health and autoimmune disease and how your gut is basically the most essential part of this whole thing. There's no doubting that in my mind. And so mm-hmm. even when I got into that really bad state, I knew something was going on with my gut that I couldn't control on my own. I didn't have the right probiotics that my body needed. I didn't I didn't have the right testing to see what was happening if I had any pathogenic bacteria in my gut or anything like that. So anyways, I felt really, really hurt mm-hmm. because I was like, guys, I'm fighting for something that you have no clue what it takes to fight for. And I'm not ready to give that up yet. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is my one last shot. If I work with this naturopathic doctor and my symptoms don't improve to a point where I can live a quality of life, I will go on the medication. Mm-hmm. That was my ultimatum at that time. Thankfully, like I said, it ended up working out that I got my, I'm getting my gut health in line. Mm-hmm. It's drastically improved. My ESR is now normal. My CRP is now normal. And I rock climb three times a week, you know, two, sometimes two hours a day. That whole process of like having to convince people that trying things with diet and lifestyle is like, it's so like it just doesn't register in their brain. You know, they think, mm-hmm. well, how could simply just changing your food and diet like affect a, a disease that has no cure? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the way we've all been conditioned to think. And so having to stand your ground and listen to your intuition mm-hmm. and be persistent with the things that you know that are drastically helping you, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of freaking courage. And yeah. it's not an easy thing to do. It is not. So anyone who looks at someone managing with, you know, diet and lifestyle compared to someone that takes medication, I would say on both ends of the spectrums, they're absolutely equal. Because mm-hmm. the work that Rachel and I do 
every day, day in, day out, to stay afloat, to keep our health in check, to keep our inflammation under control, I would say is so much more work than just taking a medication Mm -hmm. and then not having to do any of the work yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think people that if you are on medication and you do it in the diet diet and lifestyle, you're going to have so much more of a powerful effect. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say like it doesn't have to be one or the other. And we've talked about this, you know, but if you decide to do it holistically, be in for the I'm just letting you know now in it for you, the long haul I mean I don't have a day where I just get to not think about what I'm gonna put into my yep. body or mm-hmm. if I'm gonna decide not to exercise or if I you know didn't drink enough water there's there's not a day that goes by that I don't have to think about that and sometimes mm-hmm. it does cross my mind here and there where I go Wow, how much easier would my life be yeah. if, I just, if I just got up in the morning, took my pill or whatever it was, an injection, some type of infusion, how much easier would my life be? And I ask myself that and I go, yeah, it would probably be easier. But at the same time, for me mentally, knowing that I am putting these toxic chemicals in, that's what they are. Like there's no denying mm-hmm. that and I'm not again Rachel and I are not looking down on anyone that is doing that for themselves Mm -hmm. or has to do that for themselves I think when you get your when you rid yourself of these things Mm -hmm. and you realize like if you had to put that back into your body like Rachel Mm -hmm. so you were on the Plaquenil for three plus years right Mm -hmm. you had the intention of wanting to get off of it Mm -hmm. right and now that you've been off of it it would be really, really hard for you probably to be like, okay, now I'm going to go put this back so, into my body, uh-huh. right? So and, hard. Yeah. And the fact that I haven't been on anything for five years, like five years, that's like a lot of mental work built up in my mm-hmm. brain. The fact that it's been five years, it's so dialed into my brain, everything that I'm doing. Yeah. That it'd be really hard for me at this point. To just be, I mean, but like I said, I I will give a disclaimer. If I get to a point where things are unmanageable and my quality of life is Mm -hmm. not livable and I'm living in constant pain and I can no longer function, I will get on medication with zero shame. I will get on medication with zero shame. But if I'm at a point where I'm living a really good quality of life, why on earth would I make that decision? Yeah, I think um, going back to your point of it would probably be easier to just take a medication or take an injection at the beginning of your day and go on. Honestly, though, that could be the mindset. But the reality is that's not the way it goes for people that have to do that. It's a really hard thing. First of all, injecting yourself with something is really hard. On top of the fact that these are extreme, a lot of them are really extreme medications and have really, really extreme side effects. And on top of the fact that they are only masking the symptoms, they're not actually getting down to the root cause. So things like diet and movement and mindset practices really do get down to that root cause, which is why we do what we do. And I absolutely agree. There are no quote unquote cheat days when you Mm -hmm. have an autoimmune disease and you're managing holistically. There's just no such thing once you get to a certain point because you realize just how much it's doing for you. And, and, and so it's, it's interesting to see the contrast in the people that I have in my life now that I've only known for five months or less now, 
Mm-hmm. But these people that are truly supportive. So for instance, like someone that I'm currently seeing, like checks in on me and says like, how are you doing? How are your joints feeling? Even though I don't make it a thing, I don't really ever talk about my joints. I don't really ever talk about the mm-hmm. fact that I'm yeah. in some degree of discomfort all the time, but he still checks in and it makes me feel so good and so supported in such a different way than I've ever had from like a significant other. And it feels Mm -hmm. really good because I think before, um, with my, I like never use this term, but with my Mm ex-husband, um, I think that while he did want to be supportive and he was supportive a lot of the time, Mm. I was such a different person when I was first diagnosed that I probably shut him out a lot when I was first diagnosed and he didn't Mm, really know how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And so when you get shut out enough from someone, you stop asking, right? You stop checking in. And that's- This is a good point. And that's kind of what I feel like happened with that relationship is that even though I was still going through this stuff every single day, Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling that support because he probably didn't feel like he could. Mm -hmm. And he probably felt like I maybe did have it under control because I was sharing so much more about it on social media and I was helping other people with it. And that doesn't say (gasps) that's a good point. (laughs) That doesn't say that I didn't have it under. Yeah. That didn't say that I didn't have it under control, but even, even if you have something under control, that doesn't mean you need any less support. So for anyone listening to this, that doesn't have an autoimmune disease and is maybe looking for some tips and tricks and like, um, just looking to understand the mechanism and how people with autoimmune disease live that just because they look like they're thriving or they are thriving does not mean that they don't still need support. That's just like any, anything else, not even just autoimmune disease, just because it looks like someone is doing well, doesn't mean that they don't need you to check in. And another point kind of going back to something that we said before um, previously is even if you don't know what to say, saying something is better than saying nothing. Mm -hmm. Because if you check in and you say, Rachel, how are your joints feeling today? Even if I don't want to talk about it, it's going to mean so much to me that you even asked. Yep. Yep. Okay. So another (laughs) great, oh my gosh, Jesus. Okay. So another great point that you're making is that when I started my Instagram and was sharing the things that were helping me, I think my friends saw this version of me that was like oh she's getting it under control mm-hmm. she's doing fine uh-huh. you know and so they're like oh she's like I don't have to do anything here because mm-hmm. she's got it under control and she's a strong person and she'll get through this right mm-hmm. which they're all they are all true facts but mm-hmm. at the same time it kind of gave them the excuse to not have to check in you know or whatever or maybe it's not an excuse maybe just solidified to them that Mm -hmm. I'm just doing okay and they don't really have to do as much as they think they need to Mm -hmm. and so I think that's also a really really big a big point that just because someone sees that you're thriving or like you're doing okay or you're doing all these things for you it doesn't mean we can just not feel like we have to check up it on them or do any of that work and it's really really important and that was what I was actually struggling the most with because I had this Instagram account where it did appear that I was thriving through Mm -hmm. what I was going through which in all honesty I kind of was like I was feeling really good about what I was doing but it didn't take away from the feeling of like still wanting to be supported by Mm -hmm. my friends 
and still to be checked up on. You know, I'm like, you don't have to learn about, you know, these positive changes I'm making to my life through Instagram. You can yes. call me. Uh-huh. You can text me. And just because, oh, and just yes. because I just- like we still want and and like we still yearn for that support, even if it's showing that we're strong and we're resilient. Yes, we are. You're right. But we still need that. Mm-hmm. Even right now in this exact moment, if a friend were yep. to text yep. me and say, hey, how have you been feeling? My heart would melt. Like- <laughs> oh, no, this is a really good point too, because it's like, here we are five years later and no one just randomly, even my own parents, my own mom, I don't get how is your joints today? Or like, are you doing okay? It's kind of like at some point accepted that life goes on mm-hmm. and that people are in their own bubble of their own life. Mm-hmm. And and then I also ask myself, well, do I check up on a lot of my friends in mm-hmm. that way? Probably not. <laughs> because we all get really caught up in our own lives. And like, sadly, unless someone's like, severely like going through something I feel like people just feel like they don't have that responsibility anymore to like do that personal check-in and regardless if you have a disease or not if someone is to text you how's your day going oh my gosh how much does that brighten up your day seriously just just simple how's your day going it's true um I have to shout out my grandma for a second I talk about her a lot on this podcast but she really is just oh god like literally our souls are connected and I know it I yeah I just like get tears in my eyes you're getting (laughs) that's how I feel about my grandma um but truly like every single time I talk to her she asks me how are you feeling how are your joints how are your knees she um actually is Reiki certified and she literally the last time I was there in Colorado two weeks ago she was like can I do Reiki on you? And I said, yes, absolutely. And it was like five, 10 minutes, but she literally, I was laying down. She put her hands on my knees. I'm getting shivers talking about yeah, that. like, yeah. even just that, even if, it, even if she wasn't doing Reiki, even if she mm. would just had her hands on my knees and just like mm. feeling that love and support, we all need that. Even when you're not flared up, you still need that support. And yep. I will say something that I was feeling for a long time was I have always been that friend that checks in on other friends. I have always been that and I will always do that. Yeah. I'm always texting people exactly what you said, just to say hi, just to Mm -hmm. say I miss you, just to send a picture that I came across. Yeah. I have always been that way. Mm -hmm. And for a minute there, I was feeling like, well, I'm always checking checking in on people. Why is no one checking in on me? Yep. And I was starting to feel a little bit resentful almost. But then I realized, you know what? Not everyone has that capacity. It goes back to that capacity that we were talking about a little bit ago of, Mm -hmm. Not everyone has that and that's okay. And so that's why I created like part of the reason why I created this autoimmune goddess collective um, community that I created for people with autoimmune diseases, because we all need that. And I, even though I run this community, I still need support. Sometimes I still post in there sometimes saying, you guys, I'm going through this thing. I just need support. We all need that. And you should never feel ashamed for needing that. And you should never Mm. feel like you can't talk about it. And yes, there is, there is um, a way to complain about things. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're not complaining because sometimes we are. 
But mm-hmm. it's also okay to complain sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's really freaking hard and that's okay to talk about it and to complain just a little bit as long as you're going to do something about it. Yeah. As long as you're not just going to sit in that phase of complaining. As yep. long as you are going to use that and you're going to use the support that you get to move forward. Yep, exactly. And I've shared some things like, you know, over the years, obviously really big like flares that I've been going through or just you know little hiccups in my life I share that because that's real my health isn't absolutely 100% perfect but when I do share something like I shared something the other day about how I I went climbing on the weekend and it was really cold and windy and my knees started to Mm -hmm. hurt I got people that were like you know that I personally know that are really struggling right now in their own lives and what I shared wasn't like oh my gosh I can't do anything Mm -hmm. it was just like my knee hurts it was kind of cold and windy and I got people that reach out to me and they say like oh my gosh I hope you feel better like oh I know what it feels like and da 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 Mm -hmm. and I'm just like wow that's what happens when you get a type of disease like this like your empathy, maybe capacity is not the word, but the experience to mm-hmm. be able to be there for that person that relate. type of way. Yeah. yeah, so the people that I get the most, honestly, the most, I kind of, no, I don't like to word, use the word validation, but mm-hmm. the most empathy from is from the people that are actually in the trenches of it yes. themselves. Yes. And they, they know what that mm-hmm. feels like. So they're in that moment. They're like, oh gosh, I know this person and I care for them and mm-hmm. I don't want to see them suffer, whether it's big or small. And so I feel very thankful that I do have this community mm-hmm. and especially you. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me, right? Yeah. The fact oh my God. Yeah. I'm like serious though because the fact that I found another person that has this the same thing going on with their body same condition Mm -hmm. the same outlook on life the same like so much similarities the fact that we can like my brain can't even wrap around it Uh, (laughs) I don't think people understand just how much we talk like first of all let's just paint a picture super super quick yeah Erica and I have never met in person. No. <laughs> we have only met through like Instagram. Our first time like quote unquote meeting was on the phone and then on Instagram live and then on the phone again. And now it's been like through Zoom recording these episodes. But we literally talk on the phone for like an hour at a time, multiple times a week, in yeah. addition to talking on Zoom for these recordings, in addition yep. to talking on Zoom to edit podcast episodes and all yep. this. So like just having that support of like Erica And in addition to this community, finding that even just one person that you can Mm -hmm. relate to, there is such a big impact on your own growth and your own well-being. Yeah, I trip out. Like I said, I trip (laughs) out that I'm like having this conversation with you. It feels like I don't even remember the point at which we started talking. It just feels like it's just been, which is just weird to me. Uh, But this friendship alone, even though, like I said, like Rachel said, we haven't even met each other in person. It's just so comforting knowing one person that really freaking gets it. And we can talk about clearly, you'll see on our podcast, (laughs) that we can talk about endless conversations that we both can contribute to. It's like if Rachel says something, I'm like, I'm, you should see me over here. I have like yeah. my hands up and I'm literally like. Sc- it looks like, like we're both in church right now. <laughs> it does. I'm just like, amen. Like everything that each other is saying. So yeah, 
it's, it's yeah it's nice. really important to seek and find and hold on to a sense of community but not just community in the in the sense of validation like we've talked about on a past episode but seeking community in a sense of true support and love mm-hmm. and encouragement encouragement empowerment empowerment um, <laughs> yeah yeah and advocacy I think that that is what you need to be seeking in a community and yes you can absolutely find that on social media if you're looking we each have communities that um, we're involved in that or that we run you also can seek out like in a coach like Erica like me like someone else out there that has their own business doing that. Um, I think that it's really important to at least find one other person that knows what you're going through that can be there for you, but that will not sit with you in the trenches, but will trudge through those trenches with you. Exactly. A hundred percent. And you know, this conversation could clearly go on and on and on. And (laughs) we just want to continue to share our experience and hopefully this, you know, helps you out. So that concludes our first kind of mini series. And we are so blessed to have all of you here as part of our community. We really appreciate all of the support and love that you have poured into us through social media, through rating, reviewing, and just being here through this journey with us. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us. We want to remind you guys that we are not medical professionals, nor do we give medical advice. So please do not stop taking any medications without consulting your doctor. However, if you'd like to learn more about holistic ways to manage your autoimmune symptoms, we each offer private coaching services and would love to help you. Stay tuned for our next episode. In the meantime, let's connect on Instagram. We are at autoimmune and you, and we would love to hear from you. And if you want to follow each of our personal accounts, we would love that too. You can find our Instagram handles and our websites in the show notes. We'll chat next time. And always remember, you are more powerful than you think. This is what goes on and on. (laughs) And I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, join us next time. (laughs)